welcome to the season two finale of In Melbourne Last Week. My name is Ivan Pigioni, and I'm a Melbourne-based voiceover artist, podcaster, and radio host. In Melbourne Last Week is a podcast where I speak to everyday people who do extraordinary things, and uh, I've been pretty slack when it comes to new episodes, and I do apologize that I've left uh, you listeners and subscribers hanging for uh, new episodes. I do apologize once again, but uh, I've been really busy, and uh, my side careers, I suppose, um, in terms of acting and stuff, have really taken off. So I've really focused on those things and I haven't been able to uh, get many new interviews recently. So uh, basically this will be my finale for season two. But uh, for season three, I will be looking for some new guests, uh, ideally ones who haven't been on the podcast before. Um, I'm hoping to get maybe 10, maybe 12 podcasts for next season and I'm hoping to release some later this year early next year so uh, if you want to get in touch with me feel free to send me an email in Melbourne last week at gmail.com you can find me on social media as well at I am last week on Twitter uh, Facebook and Instagram at in Melbourne last week last week I spoke with four guests and uh, three of them were the subjects of the new musical that's hit Melbourne it's called come from away uh, so come from away is based on the incredible real-life events in the wake of the September 11 tragedy and what happened was 38 planes carrying nearly 7,000 people people from over 100 countries uh, were redirected to parts of Newfoundland, uh, in particular in this musical in the town of Gander, uh, almost doubling the population of that remote Canadian town. And it's a really wholesome story, really uplifting, and, and I had the privilege of seeing the preview performance of Come From Away last Saturday, and I really enjoyed it a lot. And I was really grateful to speak to some of the subjects involved uh, from Come From Away, as well as uh, one of the producers of the musical as well. So first up, I spoke with Sue Frost. She's the producer from Come From Away and she's been involved with the production since it was in Broadway a couple of years ago. It has since gone on to West End in London as well as other places around the world so it's had a really huge response. Sue told me about the production, what to expect and how she felt seeing what she produced on stage and how she felt about the events of 9-11 as she is a New Yorker herself. So uh, tell us about Come From Away, how it's all been going. Well, since we've been in Melbourne, we've been in previews for about two weeks, and it's been an extraordinary experience. The audiences every night have been leaping to their feet and uh, showing their uh, excitement. It's uh, it's really been exciting to be here. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I was there too when I... Um, after the show, it was just standing ovations everywhere. So it's been uh, it's been incredible. So um, so tell me how you were involved with Come From Away. Sure. Um, my company, Junkyard Dog Productions, is a Broadway producing company, and uh, we went to a musical theater festival several years ago, where this um, brand new musical called Come From Away was being presented. We saw about forty five minutes of it at music stands, and we fell completely in love with the story. Um, and we said, "It's it's a funny title. It's an ensemble piece." People are going to call it the 9-11 musical. We don't know what we're going to do with it, but we love it. And so we, uh, we took it on with the authors and um, brought Chris Ashley on to direct and the rest of the creative team. And then we sort of found our way with it. And um, what we learned just from, same as with our experience, is the minute people saw it, they responded to the story, they responded to the humanity. Um, we, we realized that we could 
turn this into a Broadway show if we were careful with it. And it took us about two and a half years to get to Broadway. We went to five different cities before we got there, and um, we opened on Broadway, and we're still there two and a half years later. Caesar, now you're in uh, humble Melbourne. <laughs> oh, it's, we're so thrilled to be here. This is our, our fifth production of the show. And uh, um, it, it's been extraordinary to see an Australian company embrace it. We've got a terrific uh, group of Australian actors and musicians, and uh, and uh, it, it's just a joy to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're here at the Supper Club in Melbourne, and there's other, uh, I guess they're called Ganderites. And, uh, Newfoundlanders. Uh, Newfoundlanders and Come From Aways. And Come From Aways, yeah. yeah. So yeah. How, how has um, their reaction been to them? Because some of them have been portrayed in the, uh, in the musical as well. How did they feel seeing themselves on screen? portrayed by uh, actors. Well, what was the most interesting uh, experience for us before we went to Broadway is we got the opportunity to take the show to Gander, Newfoundland, and do two concert presentations for the people of Newfoundland. And uh, we had we were in the big hockey rink, uh, which is featured in the show. Yes. And uh, they just went crazy for it. They loved it. They gave they gave us their seal of approval, which is what we really wanted before we went to Broadway. Ah, oh, fantastic! Yeah. Would have been great. Yeah. Excellent. Have you enjoyed Melbourne? Have you you've been oh, here a few times? I've been here about three weeks. I'm having a great time. Oh, great! Yes. Great. I, I, every morning I get up before I have to go to work and walk as far as my feet will take me and then come back and I've seen some extraordinary uh, places. My husband just joined me yesterday so I've been saving all the museums for, for when he got here because I knew he would want to do that. So uh, I'm, I'm now at the point where I realize I have to leave after we open and I haven't seen everything yet. So. <laughs> well there's plenty to see and I'm sure you can come back another time yeah, and see I think the rest. I will. <laughs> so what can you tell audiences who are thinking of coming to see Come From Away? I mean what can they expect? I think the most important thing I would like to share with audiences is that it, it's, a, it's an amazing true story about ordinary people doing extraordinary things and how they, and, and the Newfoundlanders didn't even think twice about taking in 7,000 people off of these planes and feeding them and clothing them and comforting them. And it's just what they do. It's a part of who they are. And just like any real story, there are, are very funny moments and there are sad moments, but it's a very human story. And I think everyone walks out of the theater feeling better about themselves as a human being and feeling better about humanity. It's been extraordinary to see. We've been thrilled to see so many young people come see the show here, people who were not alive on 9-11, but they live in the world that was created. But they also have an opportunity to see how positively people can impact other people's lives. And it's and it's and I think more than anything is I, I like people to celebrate the, the joyousness of the story. Yeah, because I when I went to see it, I found it very poignant as well. I mean, I was very young when 9-11 happened. I was about 13, 14 years old. So I still remember, it's funny, it was so vivid to me. I do remember the events of 9-11. So I could imagine it would really resonate with the audiences. Yeah, I think anybody who was alive and of a certain age has a memory of that day. And I think you run that memory through your head while you're watching the show. But then you're like, why didn't I know this story? Why didn't I know something positive was happening on this day? You know, we have um, done a great deal of work with um, first responders and folks in the 9-11 community who have said to us, you've actually given us an opportunity to heal because of this story. To know that people were taking care of each other on this day is a very meaningful, meaningful takeaway of the show. Especially with the media after 9-11, you know, all the negativity and stuff, it was just nice to, even though it was several years too late, but uh, 
at least the story came to life. It was something really positive. Well, you know, I was in I was in New York right after 9/11, and and it was an it was a it was a fascinating time because people those first couple of weeks people just pulled together and were so careful of each other. You'd walk down the street and a complete stranger would say, "Are you all right?" You know, I mean, before the crazy took over, uh, before the negativity took over, it, and and I, I had a very hardened New Yorker come see the show early on when we were in California, and he walked out in tears and he goes, "This reminds me how nice we were to each other," you know, and and so that's another opportunity to remind ourselves. It's interesting. Just um, was it t- t- Saturday night back in New York when all the lights went out right? yeah, on yeah, Broadway, yeah. and our company came out and sang to everybody, and you look at the thousands of people on the street, but they were all behaving and taking care of each other, you know? I think people people want to respond positively. Yeah, and we need more of that in the world. Obviously not after a catastrophe, catastrophe like 9-11, but hopefully we can all just get along. Well, I'd like to think we can, and I think that, that people do come out of the show and have said to me time and time again, I just want to be a better person. I just want to... And, Strangers hugging each other, telling each other stories. It's a it's a it's a really positive experience. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, like I said, I really enjoyed it, and I'm sure uh, my listeners will enjoy it when they go to see it. So, Sue Frost, thank you very much for uh, being with me today. Thanks for having me. Next up, I spoke with a man named Derm Flynn. So Derm was the mayor of Appleton, another town in Newfoundland. And at the time, he hosted six passengers during the events of 9-11, and he was fully involved in the relief efforts that followed. So uh, Derm spoke about the hospitality that you can expect in Newfoundland and how the fact that everyone's doors are always open. So uh, Derm, what do you remember of uh, the day when you found out that over 7,000 people would uh, converge on Newfoundland? Well, we certainly didn't know how many people were going to be uh, coming off those aircrafts, and we didn't know how many aircrafts we were going to get, but as it turned out, we were on the flight path of planes coming from Europe, so we got quite a quite a large, large group, dropped out of the sky and landed on our doorsteps, uh, you know, and uh, we were advised to prepare to receive some people, uh, you know, that would be looking to stay maybe a night, or two at max, but as it turned out, they were there for five or six days. And when, when it came clear that uh, they were going to be there a long time, it, it made it, you know, we, all of our volunteers and all of our great group of people sprang into action and did what they had to do to make sure that, uh, that people were taken care of and people were, uh, were housed and fed and comforted. And uh, it, was, it was a natural thing for us to do when, when people are in distress. Absolutely. And how did you feel, Derm, seeing yourself uh, portrayed? I mean, I think your, your character was portrayed as a whiskey connoisseur. Is that, uh, well, is that, that true to life? Well, that was we, you know, we opened up our home. We had six people stay at our house, and we had opened up our home to people to come for showers and whatever they needed and that type of thing. So it was just that uh, one of the things that uh, that sort of a, in a in a fun way was. Uh, I mean, I've got a bar, and when when people come to my house, you know, they want to have a they want to have a drink or want to have a cup of tea. We'll give them a cup of tea, and if they want a drink, they'll have a drink. And we had some Irish guys come to our house and. Uh, you know, rightly or wrongly, Irish people, and I'm from Irish descent, so maybe that's why. And that's why. That's uh, where they got it from. We had, uh, we had, uh, we have a bit of a uh, reputation of, of liking a little sample of whiskey every once in a while, and uh-huh. I don't think that ever hurt anybody. No, of course not. Good for medicinal purposes, if nothing else. So, yeah, just I mean, a little bit. So, so those people came, and, and they went to my bar, and they had a drink of whiskey. They, were, they came for a shower, but 
they passed on the shower and they had the whiskey and then sometime later in the day or next day they were back again for another possible shower but it was just a uh, you know, it was just a, a little stop to have a, a little chat and, and, and got to know some great people through, through that alone. Plus, we had six people staying at our home, so my wife and I both invited three each, and uh, we only got a small, modest home, but we managed to accommodate all of those people and, uh, and take care of them. But that's the kind of thing that we do in Newfoundland. We say that there's no, no price tag on the doors of Newfoundland. The doors are always open for the most part, and people are welcome in to have a cup of tea or or have a rest or whatever happens to be in, in, in the cards at the time. So it's it's a natural for us to be uh, to be welcoming and uh, our hospitality is is probably overstated at times but nevertheless we are you know we're 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 just used to having people come by and uh, you know we're from most of our 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 older families back in the day are much large large families and and they bring on large groups of friends, so it's 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 an open house half the time there. Yeah, that's great. And so you're very hospitable over in Newfoundland. Well, I I, I don't want to other people say that, so uh, <laughs> so I guess it, it has some truth to it. But we are welcoming people. We're you know we welcome. I mean we're, we're built on we're built on immigrants coming from Europe and that type of thing back in the day and. Uh, and, and, and goes back. I guess our our roots go back to uh, to the old country and places like that, where uh, where when people came came together in small communities around etched around the coast of Newfoundland and and of course our bigger part of our province, Labrador, as well. Uh, they they had a tendency to for survival. They looked after one another. They they were they were they were brought together and and by by different different reasons. I mean, if people grew vegetables, they always grew extra vegetables so that they could give to their neighbor. And if something happened, some tragedy happened in a family, everybody came together and helped that family. Or if a house burnt down in the community, everybody got together and built a house for somebody. So, and we are known as a giving people. In fact, nationally, per capita, Newfoundland and Labrador is the most giving province in the whole, in the whole country of Canada, which we love our, our country, Canada. We love Newfoundland and we love our, our small hometown that we all come from. And uh, we certainly are, on 9-11, we were forced open by the need yeah. and we, we were, were, were pleased to be able to help in that kind of way. But even to this day, we welcome people from all over the world. And we, we, we're delighted to be here in Australia and meeting all the fine people of Australia. And, and down under, as we call it, when we're here, yeah, right. uh, and we certainly would welcome people from Australia to come and visit us in Newfoundland. Well, it's whenever a, I'm in Canada, I'll come visit. It's a long, it's a long trip, but it's a long trip both ways. So we came here. <laughs> That's and right. So trip, we'll come so to you. It's the same distance going back the other way. That's right. Well, Dan Flynn, thank you so much for chatting to me today. It's a pleasure to meet you, and a pleasure to be here in your your beautiful city and your beautiful country. Enjoy. A lady by the name of Beulah Cooper, uh, she was the treasurer of the Ladies Auxiliary for the Royal Canadian Legion in Gander on 9-11. Streams of people were welcomed into Cooper's home for showers, and uh, she took people shopping for clothes and helped make food. And uh, we spoke about a lifelong bond she made with one of the stranded passengers and how they're still in touch today. And uh, she's portrayed in Come From Away as well, and that friendship is really displayed in that musical. And Monica, she came back to visit me on the first anniversary. 
um, and brought her mom from Hinesville, Georgia. And she uh, came back on the 10th anniversary, and her and I took part in the memorial service. And she came back again on the 15th anniversary to stay with me. And she knows she got a bed in my house anytime she wants to come. And we've kept in touch ever since. And Hannah and Dennis Aurora, they were at, at the Legion as well. They were both from uh, Ireland, and they were on their way home. And uh, Dennis's nephew and his wife were with them. And their son was missing in the Twin Towers. And he was the uh, firefighter portrayed in the musical. Of all the people there, they were the only ones who had a family member missing. And I, the nephew kept, back then, I could tell a joke or two. <laughs> yeah. So the nephew kept saying, Beulah, can you tell tell some more, tell us some more jokes, tell us some more jokes. And uh, so anyway, uh, I wanted them both to come up and stay at my house, but they would, didn't want to leave the Legion because they were afraid of missing a phone call. So, but hindsight's better, of course. If I had known her then like I know her now, she would have been at my place. But they didn't want to leave, you didn't want to intrude, because you don't know how people are feeling. So anyway, I befriended them, and uh, Hannah and I have kept in touch ever since. And she's been down to Gander to visit me, I've been to New York and visited her. And we're always calling each other all the time. And uh, she didn't, her and I were invited to Dublin. As she's from there. Her husband ended up in the hospital, so I was the only one there. And then uh, she didn't go to uh, London because her husband was sick. And uh, no, he had passed away. He passed away in the end of January. And she didn't come here because she thought it was too hard for her to come here. But I can't wait to get back now and talk give her a phone call. Yeah. I'm but, sure she'd be looking forward to it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's she's a sweetheart. But NBC brought her down to my... NBC came down to uh, Gander on the 10th anniversary. They interviewed me. And they went back. And uh, a couple weeks later, two or three weeks later, they phoned me. They were coming back again when they interviewed me again. And, uh, what did they want to interview me again for? You know, they already interviewed me. So anyway, they came and Jack Felling, the producer, kept me in the kitchen because I was in the living room. I see all the traffic down my road. And anyway, he kept me in the kitchen. And then the camera guy came to the door and he said, Beulah, they want to interview you in the driveway. I said, okay, as soon as I put my shoes on, never thought anything of it. And when I opened the door and looked out, there was Hannah and Dennis in the driveway. <laughs> and they got exactly what they were looking for. You already got and, a big surprise. Yeah, and uh, their daughter was across the street, but I hadn't met her up to then because uh, I didn't know her. And uh, But this is what they done. They brought Hannah and Dennis down to surprise me. Now, at the same time uh, that... I went and got a trip. I had a trip to Washington on the 10th anniversary. And the same time, uh, the Austria-Vienna, or Vienna-Austria film crew wanted to send me to New York to surprise Hannah and Dennis. I said, I'm sorry, I can't because I'm going to Washington at the same time. And they said, well, we'll get you into Washington on time. And I said, no, I said, they've been weeks uh, arranging this trip. I cannot do it. And they called me back twice to see if I'd changed my mind, but no, I didn't. 
and uh, so anyway, uh, uh, this, this is this is the way things were going. All you know, I, I went to Washington and came back, and Monica came from Seattle to visit me, and her and I took part in the uh, 10th anniversary. And then she came back the 15th anniversary and stayed with me again. And uh, she knows she got a bed at my house many times once a week. But we, we, we kept in touch ever since, and Hannah and I kept in touch ever since. Fantastic. So you have a lifelong bond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you feel seeing yourself portrayed in a musical? I mean, what was your, uh, what was your initial reaction? <laughs> well... <laughs> Little old me up on stage. <laughs> it was it was humbling. I gotta say, it was really humbling. But the good part about it, at the end of the day, I'm still me, and that's all that matters. That's all. And I I I'm one of those. If I could do something to help somebody, I'd do it. And I, and, and it does the heart for it. it, it you know, it's, it's wonderful. We need more people like you in the world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, sorry, you were, you were saying? Said, well, that's the way I've always been on my And, you know, when they were at the Legion, the day they left, we all lined up at the bar and we sang for, he's a jolly good fellow, and so long it's been good to know him. Yeah. There was a dry eye when out. When they all left, it was lonely, really lonely. Yeah. And but how many? some wonderful friends. Oh, you did, absolutely. And how many trays of food and sandwiches did you say you made for the uh, for the people? Oh, I brought down one tray that night because I didn't know what it was for. Oh, right. But I brought hundreds of trays to the Legion <laughs> over the years. Ah, sure. Yeah. 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 Lots of food. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, Bill, well, thank you very much for uh, speaking to me. Well, I really appreciate it. My fourth and final guest from the Come From Away talks uh, was Bonnie Harris. So Bonnie at the time was the manager of the animal shelter in Gander, and she was the first to venture into the holds of the planes to assist those animals on board the planes. And a couple of them included two rare bonobo apes. One of them was pregnant, so <laughs> quite remarkable what she found. And she's still involved with animals today. And uh, she talked about the events of what happened during that time in Gander on 9-11, uh, as well as the work that she's been doing with animals pretty much since then. She's still involved with animals. And uh, yeah, it was a really great chat. You were involved with uh, caring for the animals. You, you were the manager of an animal shelter uh, in Gander at the time. Um, so how many animals did you end up finding on those uh, planes that were diverted? There were a total of 19 animals on, on the planes, um, plus the two bonobo monkeys um, or chimpanzees. Uh, I think there was a mixture of cats and dogs. Uh, I believe there were more dogs than there were cats, but uh, yeah, 19 total. 19 total, and uh, yeah, those bonobos were portrayed in the uh, in the musical as well. And unfortunately, the bonobo uh, uh, miscarried at that at the time, which would have been uh, sad. But uh, um, a new one was born, and it was called Gander, named after your town. So, how did you feel when uh, when you found that out? I mean, that that was uh, you know was fantastic. Um, I've been sent pictures. Uh, of the the two there was the two bonobos there was unga and kosana and uh, unga was the one that was that was pregnant and, and lost her baby um so i've been sent pictures of them from the from the zoo that they went went to um yeah so it's, it's great to see that they're they're living a good life now yeah very good life yeah definitely and how did you feel when you found out that your town was going to be uh, double the population over the course of four or five days we didn't really find out. It just happened. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't that, okay, we're going to have a lot of people coming. It, it just sort of just happened. Um, 
And originally, I had been working that day. My husband called me uh, at work 10.30 in the morning and said, you know, I'm watching the news. A uh, plane just flew into the, one of the towers, the Twin Towers. And while I'm on the phone with him, the second plane hit. Um, because originally, he was thinking, you know, uh, pilot error or there was some accident. Um, and then when he saw the second plane hit, he said, you know, this, this is terrorist. And, of course, I was working, and, I mean, I had to get back to, to the animals and uh, had to pick up the, the, the kids, my uh, three kids at the school, because the bus drivers were on strike. And, uh, you know, I left it, uh, went to pick up the kids, pulled in the parking lot, and I, in, in the show you'll see me waving to Oz Fudge that, uh, you know, open the window. That was true. Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened. So did most of the events that were portrayed in the musical actually happen, or were some of them just... You know. uh, no, for for what I you know from um, from my part of the story, um, yeah, I mean everything everything that happened happened. <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. So how did you feel seeing yourself portrayed by an actress? You know, I, I, as being a Newfoundlander, I think we we have a little bit we're a little bit paranoid sometimes <laughs> of uh, how somebody who's not from Newfoundland is going to portray you and how they will make you look on stage. So it was a little I was a little apprehensive about even seeing the show for the first time. Um, really had to drag my husband to go see it. Uh, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Um, because they, they showed it in, uh, they actually did a concert version in Gander. And, uh, you know, it was like, you know, you've got to go see it. I mean, the, the show is about Gander. So anyway, I did convince him to go, and uh, you know, it, it didn't let us down. I mean, the show was phenomenal. Um, people were on the feet as you know as soon as it was over, and it, that seems to have uh, continued right across several countries. Now. Yeah, and now you're in uh, humble Melbourne. So. Oh my gosh, Melbourne is so beautiful. This is your first time you've been here. It is. It is. It's a long flight to get here. Uh, I think. Newfoundland is the furthest, um, or Australia is the furthest from Newfoundland as we could even, as we could get. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, yeah, oh, we are having a fantastic time. Excellent. And are you still involved with animals? Oh, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm still manager of the SPCA. Um, I've been there 24 years now, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's my passion in life, and uh, some days I'd rather work with the animals than, than some people I deal with. Oh, yeah. um, no, definitely, animals are better than people. Yeah, I've always said that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, animals are just comforting. Um, I, I mentioned to somebody, I said, you know, in, in some of these interviews, I wish I could have a little dog with me <laughs> so I'd be a little more at ease. <laughs> like a companion dog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, what can, uh, I guess, audiences expect from, uh, from Come From Away? Right. What can what can audiences expect for those who are might be interested? I mean, from from your perspective, from what you've seen of the production. Um, I mean, there's there's so much in the show. Um, you know, if you want to learn a little bit a bit about Newfoundlanders, um, it, you know, it's somewhere that you can learn uh, about us. Um, if you want to learn just about general kindness, it's it's their generosity. You don't have to be special to do any of these acts that, that have been done. Um, it's just, it's natural to Newfoundlanders. And from what I'm seeing in Australia, it's pretty, it's pretty natural here, too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just about a show about kindness. It's a show, it, it uplifts you. Um, it just puts you in a good mood when you leave it. Um, so, yeah, 
it's it's just there's a lot of emotions in the, in the show itself, but I think overall it leaves you with just a feeling of you know we can all be good, we can all be generous and kind. There's good in everyone. There's good in everyone. Yeah, for sure. And uh, lastly, Bonnie, because you have worked with animals for so many years. What's the oddest, besides the bonobo, what's the most exotic animal that you've ever uh, encountered? Well, they, they haven't been exotic, but they've been odd animals to a, to a SPCA. We've had um, two baby moose. Okay. Um, I've had a great horned owl. We've had fox, mink, um, hawks, wild rabbits. And these are all animals, of course, that they may end up at the shelter for a couple of days until we can get them to a, a wildlife facility. But they have been there, so uh, I guess the moose is probably the baby moose was probably the oddest. <laughs> the baby moose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Excellent. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much for being with me. I really appreciate it. I understand you're very busy speaking to everyone here, and uh, yeah, thank you for giving me some time to speak to you. You're quite welcome. And that's a wrap for season two. Thank you so much for listening to In Melbourne last week over the last few months. I really appreciate it. My name is Ivan Pugioni, and I'll be back for season three later in 2019 with some new episodes and i am looking for some new guests uh, ideally around 12 or so guests and uh yeah if you want to get in touch and be a guest email me at in melbourne last week at gmail.com you can also find me on social media just go into the show notes and you'll find all links to facebook twitter and instagram have a great rest of your week and i'll see you later in the year for season three bye